1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Dr. Clarence Schuler is the president and CEO of BLR, Building Lasting Relationships. He's the author of eight books, including Winning the Race to Unity, Choosing Greatness, co-authored with Dr. Gary Chapman, and the book we'll be talking about today. And he and his wife um, have three daughters, and they reside in Colorado Springs. Welcome back to Mornings with Tom and, and Tobby, Dr. Schuler. Well, thanks. Glad to be with you, uh, Tobby and Tom. So thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a privilege to chat with you, Dr. Schuler. And and I just wanted to start by saying you're unbelievably candid about your journey of depression and anxiety and how, by God's grace, you learn how to manage it. So just get people caught up. Tell us the story. Where were you? Well, uh, I, I sort of battled depression, I guess, off and on most of my life. And some of it's been just being black in America, especially being black in the Christian community in America. But uh in 2017, it was a really big opportunity for me to uh, work for a Christian organization that uh, one of my diversity consulting training. And it's a multi-billion dollar company. And uh, did, did I say it's a multi-billion dollar company? Did I mention that? Yeah. And uh, so we're talking really big money and probably just would set me really well for a long time. And uh, everything seemed to be going well. All this, you know, but I, and I usually don't count my chickens for the hash, but just... But eventually they said they wanted me to come, but then they changed their mind and said, you know, we're going a different direction. And I was just really devastated. And I um, I was going to a really dark place, probably dark I've ever been before. Didn't want to hear Christian cliches, when God closed one door, opens another. I didn't want to hear any of that stuff. I just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of where I was. And uh, I just barely mentioned a little bit that something didn't go well in my newsletter. And Dr. Monique Gasson's one of my prayer warriors. Uh, she picked up on it and reached out to me. So that's kind of, kind of where I was. Mm. Okay. And so, Dr. Shula, I, I want to ask you to expound just a little bit on what you said uh, even before this disappointment happened about being black in America. Some people may not understand what you're, what do you mean by that? What is, what specifically was stressing you about that, you know, being, just being an African American and in the Christian community? Well, when you work in majority culture, a lot of times you have to jump through a whole lot of hoops to be even considered and even try to even, and you're still always fighting for equality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see the majority culture kind of pulling the strings or controlling your destiny. And you have to look beyond that to look to God as ultimately sovereign who may allow that, even though it may not be his perfect will. And, and at that point in time, I wasn't looking that high. And you know, I was just really devastated because you keep saying, what do I have to do just to do that? And mm. and to be fair, uh, 
the money and the prestige for this particular organization uh, would have, I was using that to validate me, which was mm-hmm. the wrong thing to do. Instead of allowing God to validate me, I was looking for something else or someone else to validate me. Mm, that's okay. helpful to understand. And Absolutely. so we often do that. Yeah. Yeah, you're hearing the voice of Dr. Clarence Schuler and uh, Dr. Schuler. You mentioned Dr. Monique Gatz, and she's the licensed counselor who helped you kind of escape that very dark place in your life. And and to me, it just kind of seems odd that somebody like you, who helps others, needed to reach out to somebody who could help you. But you know, after saying that, it doesn't seem so but, odd. I mean, what would you say to somebody who might feel like well that they're actually resistant to counseling when they're in that dark place? Well, it's kind of like a judge will often tell someone in a courtroom setting who doesn't want to have a lawyer and wants to be a lawyer represent himself. Mm-hmm. They used to say they have a fool for a client as a client. And um, so you, even when you help other people, you can't often see the beam in your own eye, the log in your own eye. Mm-hmm. And so uh, even I counsel people, and initially she called me wanted to help. I said no, and then God said you need a counselor, so I called her back. Mm-hmm. And, but you can't see things. She saw things in me that I couldn't see and I needed help. And so there's a humility aspect there, a vulnerability aspect there. But honestly, she's a great biblical counselor. And I think we don't really understand it. So some people fear going to counseling. And, and in the book, we actually tell you how to find a good Christian counselor because they're not all the same. On the phone with us right now is Dr. Clarence Schuler. He's written a book. It's kind of almost like a memoir, maybe part workbook. It's called Finding Hope in a Dark Place. And Dr. Schuler, it is so good to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Toby. Well, thanks for having me. I always enjoy being with you, too. Well, Dr. Schuler, I want us to kind of walk into this really dark place of suicide and when people are contemplating that, obviously they are losing hope or have lost hope. They are in an amazing amount of emotional pain to the point where they are, they're willing to just leave it all and, um, and try to escape by escaping life. And, and you talk about that place in your book. And I would love for you to just talk to uh, people who may be listening right now who could be thinking about this. Um, or maybe it's even their pet place to go when they are tired of dealing with their emotions. Well, you know, as a teenager, uh, you know, I actually thought about depression. I thought about uh, suicide, uh, but I couldn't figure out a way to do it. And then, uh, and then the other thing too, I thought about, I, I had this aversion to pain. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I wrote the book because uh, about suicide, because, one thing research really shows that a lot of times when people are contemplating suicide, they really want somebody to ask them how they're doing and listen to them. And because they don't really want to do it, but if no one talks to them, the last person they reach out to doesn't, then they tend to go through the process. And so I just really want to be sensitive to those who are considering suicide, whether they're Christian or not, about think about the people that are leaving behind. And a lot of times when we're hurting, we just think about that. If our body hurts, we just think about a particular part of the body. We don't think about the rest of the body. And so, but if they realize how much they're loved, and even though the people who are loving them may not love them in the way they want to feel loved, they really do. And just how it devastates the family. A lot of parents end up divorcing each other, health issues, all because that person leaves and they don't know how to respond. And so I just try and get that person to think about death by suicide. Just take a brief moment to think about a bigger picture of them themselves by the people behind them that helps. And then the other thing is that life usually changes for the better if you wait just long enough. So 
And so I share a couple examples of that in the chapter where people who thought about suicide were glad they didn't. And so, but it doesn't mean it's, you know, so, and so I'm not condemning the person thinking about suicide. I think if they read it, there's some hope here. So that's, that's why I wrote that chapter. Yeah, I'm so glad that you did because it is, it, it's almost to uh, an epidemic proportion for young people, many people that are in that dark place actually having suicide ideation. And if that's you right now, I want you to reach out and speak with somebody now. All you need to do is on your phone, just dial 988. Just dial 988. It's the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. There are people available to speak to you right now and walk you through where you're at in this dark place and let you find the hope that Dr. Schuler's talking about right now. And um, Dr. Schuler, again, it's so good to have you here with us. And you've come through this unbelievably dark place. It seems like you're you're in the light once again. So, so if I could just be bold and ask you, what have you learned in the process and what are you still learning today? Well, a couple things I, I had to learn is, or I'm learning is uh, I had to admit to myself that I battle depression. I had to say I have an issue, I have a problem. And uh, the other thing is that I had to learn what some of my triggers are. And then I began to learn that I needed help. Even though I'm a counselor, I still needed help. And I want to just encourage other people who are struggling with depression. To, and I had to stop beating myself up. Mm. I had to learn to forgive myself. I had to learn to let go of the past. I can learn from the past, but let go of it so I can live in the present and in the future. And then we need to like ourselves, not just for ourselves, but also for those who love us. And I think I'm a little more sensitive to people in general, especially those who may be, uh, may be wounded. And so those are things that, that help me. And then that my validation really comes from God, not from the people, not from money, not from prestige, not from all those other things. So those are some things I'm in the process of uh, learning and practicing in my life. And it's taking a lot of pressure off. So, uh, but I'm not saying that when we so come to light, that it's all over. I think this could be a constant battle but we can manage it more effectively. Mm, that's good. Those are such great lessons. And I just want to just ask you a follow-up about liking versus loving yourself. Um, we were talking off air about how God not only loves us, but he likes us. And like has to do with um, in accepting your quirks and enjoying uh, enjoying being with a person. Can you say a little bit more about how we can learn to like ourselves, even when we see our flaws? Yeah, well, I think everybody's abnormal. I think some are just more abnormal than others. This is my first <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Amen. Uh, my thing is, if, if if we understand Genesis one twenty six to twenty eight, just when the Trinity, when God the Father is talking about making humans, He's omniscient, so He knows we're going to mess up. So knowing we're going to mess up, He makes us anyway. So everyone, whether Christian or not, God loves us, and God wanted us. So after wanting us, He creates us. And it says several times in that passage that he gives us his, makes us in his image. I say that's his, our DNA. And then, uh, so because we have God's DNA, we have value, we have purpose, we have a destiny, a godly destiny. And then in verse 28, it says the word blessed there. Some say in the Hebrew that that means wow. And so that means every time that guy looks at us, he sees his DNA in us, and he goes, wow. <laughs> and so... So it's really important that we have what I call self-worth, not self-worship. But that's how God sees us, and I think we need to embrace how God sees us. Mm. And that's a good distinction, because I think in our culture, we flip between self-loathing and self-worship, you know, Hmm. and uh, not understanding how God sees us is the way we need to see ourselves. So thank you for that. 
Yeah, his book is titled Finding Hope in a Dark Place. And just as we're wrapping up our time here with you, Dr. Schuler, there's somebody listening to us right now that's in that dark place. And uh, as you are uh, coming out of that dark place, finding the hope and being in the light, you know you're not perfect. You've said that to us as well. But that person that's in the dark place needs to hear some words of encouragement. What would you share with them right now? Well, I would say that if you're in this dark place, it's really a sacred place. You know, um, Isaiah 45, 3 says, I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I would do this so you may know that I'm the Lord, the God, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. So being in a dark place, is not necessarily a bad place. It's a sacred place because God's with us. And in that dark place, we can dig and find those hidden treasures that we're only going to find in that dark place. And so uh, we don't have to rush out of the dark place. It's not a pity party, but we don't have to fake being fine. Mm. And so it's just a process, but know that God loves you. He's with you in that dark place. That's who he is. And that was really transforming for me to, to know that. So don't give up. Life's probably going to get better. Don't quit. More people love you than you realize. And just embrace that. But you are worth it. And if no one else does, God loves you. That's why he created you, because he wanted you with our imperfections. Amen. We love you. Yeah. We love you, Dr. Schuler. Thank you for using your journey, your story to encourage those who may be struggling with some of the same things and for just breaking the, I'm going to call it the silence barrier in the church of saying, I'm depressed. Yes, I, I preach and I counsel and I lead. But yes, sometimes I get depressed and I need help and, and just helping other people to be able to be that honest and candid as well. Let us all grow up in this area. We're supposed to be, we had this lesson at church on Sunday, save to the uttermost, body, soul, and spirit. Dr. Schuler, thank you again for being here with us on Mornings with Tom and Tommy.